Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, imagine the disappointment if a wolf knew its descendants would be a pug. There you go. <laughs> For all hipsters out there, that's how your granddad feels when he sees your man bun. Wow, that's true, nice. probably. Pugs, I don't always eat, but when I do, I need only six seconds. <laughs> Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you've just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck i am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the midwest plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother was listening to before she went to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind, and that is the tune that she snores. Let's have a listen this week. Let me take you to Funky Town. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervescent Heather Morris... She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather's ability to remember song lyrics from the 1980s far exceeds her ability to remember why she just walked into the kitchen. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Heather. That's probably true. Isn't it amazing <laughs> how the mind works that you may not have listened to a song for 30 years and it comes on the radio and you're singing all the lyrics perfectly. It's incredible. Yes. Yep. When I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday. 
these are remarkable times. You're sat in the car and you're saying, sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? You're singing all the lyrics. <laughs> Beelzebub had the devil for a sideboard. This is true. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's therapist told her to write letters to the people she hates and then burn them. She did that this week, but now wonders what to do with all the letters. Yes, <laughs> very true. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We're also joined by Chad Peters, our resident psychologist. Chad joined Assumption Club this week. First rule of Assumption Club is we all know why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chad. Wow, they're mad, they're bad, and they're paranormal. Would you believe this is season three, episode 40? Where wow. did that go? 40. I know. Do you know if you add up the first season, the second season, and now the third season, we've done 213 shows. That's over five years worth of shows. Wow. Who listens that long anyways? Oh, there's people that are listening to these back to back and have listened to every single one. I guarantee Those it. crazy bingers. Thank you. <laughs> Those binge <laughs> listeners, wherever you are in the world, we appreciate We love you. That, of course. As always, we start our first round with a lack of general knowledge. Oh, that is introduced, of course, nicely by the sealed envelope. That is the Ooh. gong of infinite knowledge. We will be gonging that very shortly with the stamps <laughs> of statistics. Is that a verb? And the zip code of facts. I can do what I want. It's my show. <laughs> Stand back. Always very, very impressive. On this day in 1937, the British legendary film director, that is Sir Ridley Scott, was born. Pray silence for Sir Ridley Scott. Absolute legend and God. Mm -hmm. Many of his films have made it into my top 10 of all time films. I remember watching his films when I was at art college many, many years ago. Started out as a graphic designer, of course. Wow. Made adverts on British television. Alien, Blade oh, Runner, Thelma oh. and Louise, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, G.I. Jane. Well, Yeah, we squeezed that in the yeah. end. So for the first time in the history... Of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating facts about Sir Ridley Scott. Points to be won. As a designer, working for the BBC in the mid-1960s, he was asked to design what iconic monster. But due to a scheduling issue, the job was then given to a gentleman called Raymond Cusack. To win your points tonight, you need to tell me what monster did Ridley Scott not design for the BBC in the 1960s, Miss Morris. Uh, the Werewolf of London. You are going to go... Isn't there a noise that comes after that? Werewolf of London. Ow! Perfect. <laughs> that was very good, Michelle. Thank you. I'm going to give you two points. Thank you. I was uh, wow. thinking I couldn't do that, and I was waiting for someone to step in and provide the response to my stimulus, and Michelle stepped up to the plate and howled. <laughs> good times. You are going with the Werewolf. Sure. Of London. What monster did Ridley Scott not design for the BBC in the 1960s, Michelle? How about a Dalek? You're going to go with the iconic Pepper Pot Dalek. I'm sure Chad had that on the tip of his tongue. What are you thinking of, Chad? Any thoughts now? Yeah, that was my guess. Yeah. You would be absolutely 100% right. Boom! That job was given <laughs> to another gentleman. He was due 
to do that, but never got round to it due to scheduling. I guess we could have said any monster did. You know, what monsters didn't he design? Well, I guess there'd be a lot, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is what I'm suggesting. But Dalek was the answer. I actually asked my local city hall this week about their plans to prevent a Dalek attack. And the city manager said steps have been put in place. (laughs) (laughs) I love this show. Michelle wins herself another two points. I'm going to give Chad two for thinking the same answer as well. The composer Jerry Goldsmith was employed to do the score and the music for the film Alien. There is a story attached to Alien, by the way. Alien came out when I was probably nine years old. And I was into science fiction. You know, I watched Blake Seven. I watched Tomorrow's People. I watched Doctor Who. I was into sci-fi. It's not quite sci-fi, is it? No. When they first showed to test audiences the film Alien, people fainted. People were vomiting. You have to remember, back in the day, it was very unusual to see stuff bursting out of stomachs. It was unusual (laughs) to see... Spoiler alert. (laughs) Face huggers. And uh, someone broke their arm trying to rush out of the cinema. So they knew they had a hit on their hands, apparently. But my dad thought it would be a good thing for his nine-year-old son to stay up and watch Alien. And uh, I didn't get any sleep for the next three weeks. I just Mm, thought I'd share that with everybody. Now, this composer, Jerry Goldsmith, he was given the task of putting the music to the film Alien. And Goldsmith had already worked on many other films. He'd worked on Star Trek, The Motion Picture, The Omen, and Chinatown. So he was a top Mm. composer. When he delivered the score to Ridley Scott, Scott rejected it and said it was too traditional. What I need you to do for me tonight to win your points is tell me what Goldsmith went away and then did. There. Ridley Scott, unhappy. He started over. He started over. He went and did it again. Yeah. You're going to get a whole new film score. Yeah. That's what you're going with, is it? Yes. That's your answer. Yes. Nothing else to elaborate on. No. Michelle, what are your thoughts? What do you think? I wonder if he did Star Wars. He then went on to do Star Wars. I think Star Wars came before um, Alien. He may have done The Empire Strikes Back. How about Superman? Perfect. That okay. works. <laughs> Chad, any thoughts what he went away and did? Goldsmith. Oh, he picked up an instrument. He added an instrument. I think I'm going to give Morris some points. He, As an act of defiance, Goldsmith wrote the weirdest music he could ever conceive and come up with as an act of defiance and said, well, F you. And Scott thought it was fantastic oh, and they used it. Awesome. So that's what took place. I think Miss Morris deserves well, a couple thank of you. points. Mm. I'm feeling very philanthropic tonight. There we go. There's a lot of people we should be celebrating their birthdays today, as well as Sir Ridley Scott. It's been a very strange and bizarre day for birthdays. Winston Churchill. Happy birthday. Billy Idol. Oh, <gasps> Happy birthday. I love him. Ben Stiller. <laughs> Mm, I like him too, Blue Steel. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm doing Blue Steel now for everyone on the radio. Look. See that? Very impressive. It's great. I've been working on that for years. (laughs) You've got a lazy eye when you do that. That's bad. One eye looking for you, one eye looking (laughs) at you. Now, the stay... (laughs) The stay-at-home mom does what? The stay-at-home mom. (laughs) The famous stunt rider, Evil Knievel. Very similar to a stay-at-home mom in many respects. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Died on this very day in 2007. That's not funny. I wasn't laughing. I was. At the age of 69. (laughs) So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about evil 
Knievel. Evil. Evil. Mr. and Mrs. Knievel, what would you like to baptize your son? <laughs> Evil. Are you sure? You don't want to go with Colin or Dave? Dave Knievel? Bob. Bob uh, Knievel. Bobby Knievel. Bob Knievel. We're laughing. That was his name. His name was Bob Knievel. Was it really? Yeah, it was Robert. Yeah. Evil. I would have changed it too. <laughs> so you go from Bob to evil. <laughs> Wow. There's a very fine line between Bob and evil, isn't there? That's what I'm saying. Okay, just in my world. <laughs> yes. In his lifetime, the Guinness Book of Records said how many bones did he break throughout his entire career? Nearest one will win the points. We're working in hundreds, just to give you some clues. Every bone. And that would be how many? <laughs> Um, 255 bones. What, an odd number? Yeah. You're going 255, I think, off the top of my head, and I could be wrong, and I'm willing to stand corrected in these orthopedic shoes, that you have 206 (laughs) bones in your body. Does that sound about right? He may have broken them more than once. Once. Yeah. So you're going to go 255 bones were broken in Evil Knievel's body throughout his career. Yeah. Michelle, what are your thoughts? Toe bones. So we're going to be able to it's connected to your ass bone in a minute, if you're not careful. How about 492? 492. Chad, how many bones did Evil Knievel break? I'll go an even 200. You're going to go an even 200. Michelle has won tonight. No way. Yep. Point. She's now up to a broken tibia of six. He broke 433, wow. according to the Guinness Book of World Records. He once said anyone can jump a motorcycle. The trouble begins when you try and land it. (laughs) (laughs) Many, many a true word. Just for a bit of fun, how many years collectively did he end up spending in hospital? Nearest one wins. Just giving points away now. Five. Chad's going five. Shout out a number. Mm, Three. Three. Eight. Miss Morris has hit the now on the head. Thank you. Spent three years collectively in hospital. She'll get some grapes some Lucasaid and a copy of Playgirl to look at. Sweet. I already got it. Good times. (laughs) Yes, I I regret taking those photographs now, especially when I saw where the staple went on the center spread. How did he get his girlfriend to marry him in 1959? There you go. The Art of Romance by E. Knievel, apparently. He did a jump in her honor. He did a jump in her where? You know, your honour. In her honour, across the backyard. Yes. Went over the shed, had a banner behind him saying, please marry me, landed in the neighbour's yard. He did a jump. Round of applause, got a ring, let's go off to Dairy Queen. Yes. Oh, Dairy Queen. Perfect. (gasps) That's all it takes, isn't it, Miss Morris? Yes. Michelle, how did Evil Knievel get his girlfriend to marry him in 1959? He wrote it in the dirt. While doing a wheelie. He did a wheelie in the dirt and said, marry me. He wrote it. Like a video like for Aerosmith. Like Ricky Bobby. Oh, that works. I was going Aerosmith. You went Ricky Bobby. There we go. Chad, you're a romantic gentleman. What would you do if you was Evil Knievel? Uh, start her name on fire in the in the grass. He was a recidivist and he was arrested many, many times and had a criminal record. He actually kidnapped her. And he was charged for it. Oh, yes, sweet. He actually kidnapped her twice. Mm. I guess this what, is. What did a... she say? No, she the got first away. Time? <laughs> <laughs> there was a few years between each one. They were married for forty years, mm. so his technique obviously proved to be relatively successful. 
Right up until the point they got divorced. True inspiration. But he did actually kidnap her. It's very caveman, isn't it? I yes. was thinking that. He threw her on the back of the motorbike. They rode off into the Grand Canyon. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's rocket back. There you go. Perfect. I actually had an evil Knievel Christmas present one year back in the 70s. You turn the handle, it went... And then yep. you, it flew off. My brother had that. Smashed into the skirting ball, chipped the paint. Smacksville, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh. There we go. Now, George Hamilton. You like George Hamilton, don't you? Who is he again? George Hamilton. He's mahogany. He's like oh, a chestnut brown. He's my favorite. He was in that... <laughs> He, when he played the vampire, it was my... Love that first bite? Yes. <laughs> he was actually in Columbo. I mean, what actors weren't in Columbo, right? right? But I remember seeing him, I love him in Columbo. George Hamilton was selected to play Knievel in the 1971 film Evil Knievel. There you go. Ooh. What did Evil do to make sure Hamilton took the role seriously and that he read the script properly? Now, oh. Points to be one. He got a tan. He got a tan. Evil Knievel got himself a tan to match George Hamilton. Yeah. He went to Menards. He got one of those cards that has all the paint on it in the different tones. And he went somewhere between chestnut and mahogany mm. and said, match that up. Yes. So they looked like the twins sat there. Mm. I will tell you that Evil Knievel began to use lines from the film in real life. So the two kind of got blurred together. Oh, so when Evil Knievel saw the script and saw the film... He then started to use lines of the film in his real life. Wow. Very strange and very bo- odd indeed. Michelle, he... what did he do to George Hamilton to make sure he read the script? Like he pursued him relentlessly. Didn't let him out of his sight. Right. Stalked yeah, him to within an inch of his yep. life. Chad, what are you thinking? Broke some of his bones so he could <gasps> read the script in the hospital. Heather's got her hand up like she's at school with a pained expression on her face. Do you <laughs> well, need to use the restroom? What I was thinking is it can't be like when stars have those contracts and they put little blurbs in it. So he may have said something about George Hamilton in the script. So then George Hamilton has to come and confront him about it. Well, he was very good at doing this evil Knievel. He would talk up events. Do you know that jump he did in Las Vegas? He spoke about that for years to the point where the casino was then forced to actually do it yeah. due to public opinion. He held a gun to his head <gasps> and forced him to read the script at gunpoint. I'm starting to think he was a very violent person kidnapping his fiance. Yes. And... He had a criminal record. He actually beat people up with baseball bats. He spent time in prison. In Chino? Yes. He did a dime <laughs> in Chino. This is 100% true. I cannot give the points away. On this day... In 1872, the first international soccer match took place between England and Scotland. Anyone <gasps> want to guess the score? 0-0. Zero, zero. Soccer's an exciting game. Chad is 100% correct. It was 0 England didn't zero. win. How about that? I love the idea. Last weekend, of course, the Green Bay Packers played the Minestrone Vikings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you say that there's a big competition, there's a rivalry... Well, if I'm led to believe, and I'm happy again to be corrected, but the Vikings weren't established till like 1961. Well, if this was the first international between England and Scotland, that's 1872. That's a rivalry. Yeah. You know, this makes the Green Bay Packers and the Vikings seem almost an irrelevance, doesn't it? I think the England-Scotland rivalry might go back a little further. Yes, we did knock lumps out of them in 1296. <laughs> yes, yes they, they won a couple of battles at Bannockburn and then they yeah. complained miserably and haven't shut up about it since that we went back a following year and wiped the floor with them at a place called Floddenfield. You stole yes. their scone! Edward the First Hammer of the Scots. 
1866, on this day, work begins on the first U.S. underwater tunnel in Chicago. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about the laws of Chicago and Illinois. We can run through these quickly because this is fun and I want to give the points out today. Okay. It's snowing. You're in Illinois. The boys can do this, but the girls can't. It's illegal. What are you not allowed to do if you're a girl in Illinois when it's shovel. snowing? You're not allowed to shovel by law. Yes. Yeah. Not very progressive, is it? What? The boys can do it, but the girls can't? Seems a little unfair. I think it's perfect. What if you're transgender? Do you like have half a shovel? What, uh, what are you doing? You only about? shovel one hand. <laughs> you're shoveling <laughs> one-handed, are you? Michelle. Pee out a fire. You're not allowed to <laughs> wee out a fire in the snow. Your mind works in very strange ways. No yellow snow in Illinois if you're a girl. Can't lick a flagpole. You can't do any of those things. You can't throw a snowball. It's illegal for a girl to throw a snowball in Illinois. Because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. Yeah. Yes, and it's unladylike, of course, with your bustle on and your hat and your little pug dog as you're walking through the snow. This is true. <laughs> you are not allowed to drive a car without a what in Illinois, Miss Morris? Headlights. You're not allowed to drive a car without headlights. Michelle, what are you not allowed to drive a car without? A steering wheel. You're going to go steering wheel. Chad, any thoughts? A windshield. Miss Corrie is on fire. It's a steering wheel. I'm going to give you a nice round eight points as you drive into Mr. Johnson's driveway through his wall and end up in his lounge. Wow. He stepped right out in front of me. But you are in his lounge. You're not allowed also to hang things from the mirror. Do you know you have like fluffy dice and mm-hmm. air fresheners in, in the shape of pine trees? That is illegal. No GPS, nothing hanging from your rear view mirror. Illegal in Minnesota too. In Illinois, is that correct? Yep. Wow. I'm going to have to complain to someone when I see that. Yeah. This is true. It gets in the way, of course. If your dog is what? It is illegal in Illinois. Any thoughts? If your dog is hot. If you've got a hot dog, mm. I said, cool it, man. I don't want to be the president of America. It's true. Whoa. No hot dogs in Illinois. Just cold ones for you, Miss Morris. Yeah. If you've got a dog in Illinois, Michelle, it is illegal for it to be what? Outside by itself. Or fleed. Or fleed. No fleas. <laughs> My fleed. dog's got fleas. Chad. Transgender. You cannot have a transgender dog. I don't know what judge would decide that. You're not allowed to have a dog in Illinois if it is smelly. These laws have to have been put in place because at some point this would have happened and a judge has sat down and said, we're not having that again. Remember the smelly dog summer of 1937? You have the manners of a goat and you smell like a dung hip. Imagine the dog fast. A bum hip? Oh no, it's the cops. Oh, no, we're going to old Sparky. I've got a smelly, smelly dog. No. Of course, you can break wind as much as you want if you've got a smelly dog. Yeah. I'm going to give five points for every suggestion that you now throw out. Best places to silently fart and get away with it. Five points each. I'll start you off. The cheese aisle of the grocery store. Oh, that was mine. Oh, no. <laughs> a candle shop. Ooh, sewage. Rendering a rock concert. Rock concerts. <laughs> the kitchen of an Indian restaurant. Oh, wow. Throw them in. Anyone. Come on. During this a Ludafisk party. Oh, a Ludafisk party. Is there many of those taking place? <laughs> An hour after everyone's eaten deviled eggs. <laughs> the camel enclosure at the zoo. The Yankee candle store. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's only because that's where you do it. Old people's home after Thanksgiving. Sauerkraut festival. <laughs> Sewage plant. 
Ooh, the diaper <laughs> awareness genie. society. The diaper genie. <laughs> Anywhere in Spain. <laughs> space. Anywhere in space. Space. In space, nobody can hear you fart. <laughs> I love this show. Underwater. I love Ridley Scott. <laughs> Is that the best place? <laughs> that one's hard to get away with, I think. <laughs> you know, That's pretty hot easy. Tub. <laughs> you know how big a blue whale is, right? Yeah. One of those fart bubbles must be able to in- completely <laughs> encompass a, a horse. That must be big enough to go round a horse, mustn't it? Let's I'm go saying. in it. Do whales have it. gas? Do whales have gas? There are more questions than answers. <laughs> right. Wow. That was then. But this is now, as we enter the round, we call the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, if you wish to send us your messages of support, if you wish to tell us if wow's fart, you can all do that on Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And there's far, far many more things on there as well. All of the stories from tonight, all of the stories we can't read out due to time restrictions and perhaps because they're a little bit naughty. All of the cartoons, the banter. The videos, everything is on there for you. I have a massive family on there of 6,200 people. So thank you for all of those people for joining us on Facebook. Marlon in California has written, Hi Adrian, MQTA remains a masterpiece. Hitting home runs every week. See, I know about football. Wow. (laughs) Thank you for all of the laughter. Oh, thank you. Very kind of you, sir. P.S. Don't change a thing. Merry Christmas to you all and the girls. Oh, Thank Merry you. Christmas. Marlon is listening, of course, every Friday night at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. You can catch us on there with 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. And then a little bit later, I will read out the top 10 countries of this last week, the listeners that we had all over the world. And there are many shocks and many surprises. Ooh. Robin, our good friend in Massachusetts. Love you, Robin. She's written a really nice message saying, um, talking about when she lived next to the village of Pluckley. Do you remember I had a story from Pluckley Mm -hmm. in Kent last Uh week? The most haunted village anywhere in the world, according to the Guinness Book of Records. I've been there many times. She lived there in 93 and 94. And she's written, thank you, MQTA, for bringing back fun memories for me of living next to the village of Pluckley in Kent. She said at Halloween, so many ghost hunters and so many people wanted to go to that town that they had to put police roadblocks up and she couldn't get home after taking her kids to school that evening or picking them up because all the people wanted to be in Pluckley and it's a small little village (laughs) in Kent. That's madness. Of course, Robin's one of our Patreons. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQ. TA Radio, you can donate a single dollar to the show. This show's free. It will always be free, but we have overheads. We have to pay for all of the platforms that we're on. We have to pay for studio time and lots of other costs. And if you wish to donate a single dollar, you get many things on Patreon. You get to listen to the show first after it's aired. You get to listen to shows that have never been put out on the radio just for you and lots of other lots of surprises as well. So we have lots of fun on them. We might put a few things up for Christmas. Ooh, maybe. A, a few little gifts on there for our mm. Patreons. Martin in New York. Oh, Martin! He's Hi, also Martin. one of our Patreons. He has written, I'm going to have guests 
Hurrah! <laughs> we did surprise many listeners last week by saying that over the Christmas period, we would actually be rolling up and staying with them unannounced. Yep. I so, like fluffy pillows, Martin. Mm. Yes, I think you might get an inflatable mattress at best. Oh. But he says he's happy to have guests, apparently, so we'll be going around there for Christmas dinner. That'll be fantastic. Sweet. And uh, Anne and Jill have become patrons as well this week, so a big thank you to Anne thank and you, to Anne. Jill thank you. for donating nice. their dollar to the show. That's very kind of you, of course. Mm-hmm. Daniel posted, I haven't been this excited about a Friday since last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Daniel listens on SoundCloud. All of our shows are free. If you go to soundcloud.com, they're archived. You can listen to them back to back. As I said, not more than a few minutes ago, we have nearly 200 episodes on there. So you can listen back to back if you're in your office, if you're in the car on a long journey driving to New York to spend Christmas with friends. If you're in the yard Uh shoveling snow, but obviously not in Chicago or Illinois, that would be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You can listen to our shows on there. We have other platforms as well. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Brussels Sprouts, Gas Mask. Yes, Mm -hmm. all of those things. If you cannot find us, you only have yourself to blame. And if you're listening on SoundCloud right now, why not press the little orange love heart just to show us how much you love the show. I can't believe you would miss it. It's a little orange love heart just sat there ready to be pressed. And we do an extra 10, 15, 20 Uh minutes of the show at the top of the hour when we go off air. We stay in the studio. We then read out all of the stories from around the world that are laden with filth and innuendo. We can't read them out during our time on Dark Matter because we'll get into a lot of trouble. But as we're searching the stories from around the world, we do find ourselves finding lots of stories that are laden in big globulous amounts of dirtiness. Sexiness. Sticky, oh, gooey, stains of... Mud. <laughs> mud. Shame. Octopus ink. Octopus ink and mud. <laughs> Sadness. That's everyone's... Well, <laughs> octopus ink and mud. One of the best progressive rock bands of the 70s. I have all of their albums. But if you go to SoundCloud, when you hear our outro and the German classical music, you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of octopus ink and mud, apparently. <laughs> Who knew? Such Enjoy. wonders. You can also join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's on Twitter. And don't forget, if you're looking for some Christmas presents, a stocking stuffer, a nice book for somebody, I write books about ghosts, hauntings, and history. One of my books, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, is available on Amazon and from all good bookshops and has wonderful reviews and a forward written by David Ellison, the award-winning Grammy bassist of Megadeth. But if you go to Amazon, type in my name, you will find all my books on there and they will arrive nice and early before Christmas. Miss Morris, did you want to discuss your Facebook site with the things you have on there for Ooh. Christmas? Ooh, Facebook Oddly Intriguing Collection is the name of it. And you're at the right place if you see an owl and a blood moon. Because mm-hmm. I love that logo. Um, You can find lots of fun things like dead teddy bears. Which oh, your is Christmas my favorite. needs. Yes, dead teddy bears, some nice dolls. Some original troll dolls that I sculpt. Lots of fun stuff there. They're amazing. For all your unique needs. Everything is on there for you. Yeah. You can go and look at that. Should we discuss the Curse of Oak Island? Yes, please. Every oh, Tuesday, so if you haven't done this yet, why not? Go onto Facebook. Oh, God. More questions yeah, and answers not? with Adrian Lee. You will find <laughs> us on there at 8 p.m. Central Time. 
listening live and watching the Curse of Oak Island and regretting everything. We had lots of people join us. We have lots oh, we of did. fun we did. comments. It's good times. If you're yeah. sat on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time watching the Curse of Oak Island, go onto Facebook at the same time and watch and participate. Yes. It is so much Please. fun. In that. That was a lot of fun. 80 minutes of my life. I'll never get back, of course, last Tuesday. Let me summarize what took place for those of you that missed it. They found a rusty nail. Yep. They found a rusty hook. They found a crossbow bolt. And they did some technology and they discovered a void. So there's 80 minutes of my life. I won't get back. Anything I missed that you want to jump in and discuss? They found some wood. Yeah. They also yeah. found some wood. What I was a fool. What was I thinking? Yeah. I can't believe I missed that out. I was just going to say that um, one of my favorite comments of the night was from a person that said, I too don't have a life. Can you catch me up? <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> that could be, What's going on? That what could did be I miss? Any <laughs> one of us, couldn't it, to be perfectly honest? Nothing. You've missed you nothing. Missed nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing you have missed. You're fine. I it's... like the one where there was a, a girl who said that she had binge, binge watched the right. first five seasons <laughs> to catch up, right? or to catch right. up with us Poor and girl. she can't get a new season. I guarantee that that woman sits in her bedroom with her flatmate oh, with God. her dog by her side not going out in the cold Midwest. I'm sure that's the case. Oh. I mentioned I was going to read out the top 10 countries from last week that listened to us. Number one, of course, the US of A, as you would expect. Now, for the first time, we've been going for ever. five years, ever. And I'm slightly unhappy that the United Kingdom has been pushed into third place. What with Brexit and everything else mm. that's going on. Can you believe, and I'm 100% shocked, and I'm glad I'm sitting down for this, that France... <gasps> Oh, uh-huh. they came in dun, 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 second. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wow, that's the that's the English national anthem you're singing there. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's Royal Britannia. Royal Britannia. Oh, sorry, Britannia France. <laughs> <laughs> What's France's? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> but France got into second place. Were you telling me that a quarter? of the American listeners was the figure for France. Yes. That's That's amazing. Huge number. Yes, thank you. Merci. France is up to second place. Un grand merci à tout un noir auditeurs français à bienvenue et à mission for you. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. UK is now in third place. Mm. Canada four, then followed by Russia in five, but there is a count on those votes at the moment. Oh, yes. (laughs) Ireland, (laughs) Ireland is sixth. Australia has come back. Into the top 10. Yay! There's always a country that comes in. It's a little bit odd, a little bit strange from left field. Not one of the big hitters. St. Lucia. St. Lucia. One of the Caribbean islands. I believe that's in the oh, east yes, it part is. of the Caribbean. Germany in ninth and India in 10. That's Uh-oh. a remarkable, nice. remarkable list. Now, as always, we go to Dr. Chad Peters, who has our random fascinating fact of the evening, civil play, Dr. Peters. Well, did Disney did not have his dead body cryogenically frozen and stored in tunnels under Disneyland. He was cremated. He was cremated. Was not, he really? Not even his head. Not even his head? I thought they took his head. Yeah. Mm, nope, cremated. I'm happy to believe that. I can't believe they'd have his head in no. a bucket somewhere. That's a lie. Yes. There's many strange things in the world. I don't believe it. Of Walt mm-hmm. Disney, isn't there? I just wanted to wish a quick happy birthday to my brother, Mike. Absolutely, Mike. Happy (laughs) birthday. birthday, So we went through Winston Churchill, Billy Idol, Ben Stiller, Sir Ridley Scott, and Mike. Yep. And 
Mike. And Mike, <laughs> you're in very heady company there, aren't you? <laughs> Perhaps we'll do a quiz based on Mike next week. Yeah. The more questions and answers, I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about Mike, yeah. who is Michelle's brother. That's correct. We'll put that together and we'll do that. <laughs> I love it. Next week, Michelle has scored 18 points. I've scored 10. Heather's on 14 and Chad is also on 14. We managed to get a lot of points there in the bag through discussing places that you can silently fart and get away with it. As we enter our round that we call Ghosts and Hauntings, and remember, we don't do orbs. Woman rewatches home security footage and spots something terrifying in the mirror. We had a mirror story last week, didn't we, about the Titanic? Do you yes. remember yeah, such, the captain, yeah. Such wonders, Captain Smith. In the short video, a reflection can be seen quickly moving past a mirror in the corner of the kitchen. The object casts a shadow as it makes its way out of the shot, turning off the kitchen lights along the way. It's a very polite ghost, isn't it? Yeah. You want to save on electricity. According to the woman who was in the house, nothing could have made this shadow unless they were in the kitchen. Although the video titled Tell Me That's Not a Ghost in the Mirror was only uploaded earlier today, it has already been met with a storm of controversy from conspirators online. Some claim the clip must be fake as apparitions do not cast shadows. Because it's bunk. <gasps> if you are playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game wherever you are in the world and France, you are now welcome to take a sip of your absinthe. Mm. Some nice. claim shadow figures. That would create a... Sh shadow figures are a shadow, aren't they? They're not creating a shadow. Yeah. They are a shadow. <laughs> Others agree with one person adding, it's clearly just the person operating the light. But some thought there was something much more sinister behind the unexplained figure. One person wrote, that's not a ghost. That's someone in your yard looking for a way in, but was scared away by the automatic lights. Another terrified viewer commented, home intruder. And a third startled person wrote, this is scarier than any ghost ever could be. <laughs> really? That's a bold statement. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Oh, I don't believe a word of it at all. Go to our yeah. Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, where Clap. you will see the video of the ghost in the mirror Clap. for yourself. I shall give myself two points. <gasps> Because I like my reflection. Because mm. I'm doing blue steel. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Evil! <gasps> evil! Knievel? Bob. No. Bob Knievel. Bob Spirits. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. Evil Spirits prompt curfew in Colombian town. A Colombian town. The bizarre move reportedly aims to protect youngsters from evil spirits being spread throughout WhatsApp. I didn't even know they had that in Colombia. I'm sure they oh. have electricity and uh, technology for sure in Colombo. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> According to reports, the mayor of the Colombian town of Parayito put the curfew in place after more than a dozen teenagers became afflicted with unexplained health problems and behavioral changes that's just a teenager yeah has nothing to do with an app on your phone but that's just me sounds like the salem witch trials to me uh, perhaps some become so agitated that they threatened to jump off a bridge while others suffered from convulsions bouts of fainting and unusual voice changes well that's just puberty yeah. look at yeah puberty or witch 
trial. No <laughs> food. My voice actually broke halfway through a sentence, which was quite interesting. Huh. My dad called out into the lounge when I was uh, a young teenager and said uh, he was making hot chocolate and uh, or cocoa, as we say in Britain. And uh, my sister said, yes, I'd like some cocoa. And my mum said, I'd like some cocoa. And I said, I'd like some <coughs> cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> halfway through a sentence. If I remember correctly, your voice broke also one other time. Oh, it's broken during twice. During one of it? our shows, where all of a sudden it went up an octave or so. Yes. <laughs> I still claim I was possessed by the ghost of John Whatever. Belushi at that very moment. <laughs> My friend Steve, do you remember when you're at school in your English lessons and everyone's reading from the same book yep. and the teacher shouts out a name like Michelle and then you have to read the next yeah. paragraph, Chad? Well, my friend Steve was going through puberty at the time and uh, unfortunately no longer with us, but he was reading from the book and uh, every sentence was like this and we were laughing and it was, um, Kevin and Sadie decided to go to the shops. On the way there, they saw a dog. (laughs) And when they looked at the dog, they were scared. And then the dog ran after him. It's true. Every sentence we laughed very hard. Poor man. Well, perhaps the strangest thing of all, however, is the fact that the phenomenon seems to have been blamed on evil spirits Mm. that have been spread through the mobile messaging application WhatsApp. With a curfew in effect, minors are no longer permitted to visit 17 public places between 7 in the evening and 5 in the morning unless accompanied by a parent or guardian. I made this decision based on the red alert caused... Just cause. <laughs> Just cause. This is your best Colombian accent, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> the mayor said some children were saying that they were going to commit suicide, and because their time had come, they were going to jump off a bridge. Oh, no. Mm. They drugs. spoke incoherently, like <gasps> me. Yes, that'll be Spanish for you. <laughs> <laughs> There are parents who have thanked me, but some kids are currently in a very, very bad mood. There's children in a bad mood. (laughs) Yes. The end. The end. (laughs) Pini. That's a story, isn't it? Bad mood. There's teenagers in Colombia that are in a bad mood. Because of evil spirits. Because of Bob. In WhatsApp. So you make a downwide curfew. Yes. Yes. Citywide. That's curfew. rough trots for the teenagers of Columbia. I shall give you two points, Miss Morris, for being a little bit interesting. There we go. Woman hears growling coming from a garden, left terrified when she finds it's out. It's a possum. The reason. Put the money in a bag and no one gets hurt. Wow. That's gone off the rails, that possum. The creepy footage begins with the camera woman explaining She's been hearing the craziest of noises outside her house in North Carolina. Everything's happening outside the house this week, isn't it? That's possum love. Mm. She then lets the camera roll and soon after a chilling noise echoes across the night sky. Sounding like some sort of creature, the woman is audibly scared and says, what the F? But she doesn't let the nerves get the better of her and decides to step outside to find out what caused the sound. Mm. The woman puts her phone light on and walks through the garden. She pans around. It picks up a mysterious figure lurking behind a tree. It's the Phantom Flasher. (laughs) The creature seems to notice it's been spotted 
and ducks out of sight before the woman can see it. But her footage captured it all. The clip has gone viral since it was posted to social media site Reddit. Speechless. That's truly an interesting encounter, one wrote. Another added, it looks like it has a canine head. A third commented, this is very unusual. North Carolina, you say, huh? Yes, it's a man with well, a dog. Well, I do declare it is a possum. With a canine head? <laughs> yes. It's a, a big possum. Yeah. It's a large possum, is it? Big one. It's a large possum. A man with a dog's head, or I don't believe a single word they said. Go to our Facebook a site. A man with a dog's head. God. Questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You're saying that's bunk, are you? Of course it's I am. It's Anubis. <laughs> if you wish to raise a glass to Anubis. <laughs> or an old bus. The, the Egyptian jackal god. You pagans and your ways. Miss mm. Cory, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A science fiction author claims he has an alien skull bought from a street seller in Mongolia. But he needs 11,000 pounds for a DNA test to prove it. Hang on a second. £11,000. That's maybe $18,000 for a DNA test. Yeah. Just oh, send it off to Ancestry.com. Or 23andMe. Yeah. Just scrape a little bit off. Throw it in there. Swab it. Did you not find a dog's <laughs> DNA site recently? Oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. Your, I always wanted to do that. To see where your dog came from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm part Great Dane. <laughs> wow. No, I was going to do that to my former dog. Well, you could dig it up and still find out. Mm, he's cremated. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. I'm trying Sorry. to find solutions. You're putting a wall up every time, aren't you? Sorry. Make some sort of paste. I don't know. Yeah, smoothie. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Lee Jianamin recently revealed... I'm sorry, you're going to have to say that again. Lee Jianamin. Yeah. Okay. That's his name. Lee Jianamin. Yeah. It sounds like some sort of ointment. Wow, that looks <laughs> swollen. You're going to need to get some Lee Jianamin on that. Rub it in. Jianamin. Lovely. <laughs> recently revealed the extraterrestrial skull at a seminar in the Chinese capital of Beijing. According to local media, the brown-colored skull has a diameter of 16 centimeters and has two different layers. The 55-year-old UFO scholar said that the skull belongs to a private collector who bought it from the street seller in the Chinese region of Inner Mongolia. Jianamin said that the collector was reading one of his science fiction books when he came across an illustration of an alien skull that looked a lot like the one he bought. Bingo. The collector got in touch with Jianamin, who spent four months producing a 103-page study to support his claims that the skull is real. However, Jianamin said that he needs funds to continue with further tests. He told local media paying for DNS, DNA analysis is around 100,000 RMB, which is about 11,000 pounds. Despite being widely mocked on social networks, Jianamin is convinced that the skull is real. Mogwai. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> or it's a monkey's brain. <laughs> you can go to our Facebook site and see that inglorious Technicolor for yourself as we finish the first round. Michelle's on 20. I've scored 12. Heather's on 16. And Chad is in 14 as we run into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Green Men and the Hairy Beasties? Well, this strange-looking sea creature was found washed up on a beach near Christchurch after a storm. 
It was found by local resident Hannah May and her mother last Saturday. First, I thought it was Here some plastic sheeting. Mary, mother of God. This is I pulled New it, Zealand, right? I pulled it. Yeah, nobody likes them. I pulled oh, it. Oh, I love a kiwi. Yeah, no, I love New Zealand. Nobody likes them. It's a bit early for the racism, isn't it? Your face is precious. It's my show. It's got my name on it. Guess who's going to get the letters and the lawsuit? It's not going to be Ellen Morris, is it? I pulled it out. Of course you did. From underneath the sticks that were down there. And it was a bit more than just a piece of plastic. and It was all crumpling and stuff like tinfoil. Tinfoil. Plastic tinfoil. Uh-huh. You know how that is? I'm fully aware of the um, of the substance. My first thought that it was something alien, but I was more fascinated than anything. And so what happened was I took a picture and I uploaded it on Facebook. And I said, hey, what's this? And then Dr. Malcolm Francis of the National Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research, NIWA, said this creature is more than likely a male I don't know how he knew that because I didn't see nothing that said it was a male. No twig and berries. No berries. No, no twigs. Twig, nothing. No, because remember it was tin foil. Yes. Plastic tin foil. I can see that. <laughs> you can see through it. Yes. You can. I have X-ray vision. We all were that that in Britain. We, we taught it in schools with Latin and Shakespeare. Well, he told me it was something called a rough skate. You know. <laughs> A rough skate. Those damn Ruskies. <laughs> because they're very... Oh, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, <laughs> Michelle has snorted for the first time in a month. I know. Yeah, I think you well. should have two no, shots on the back yeah. of that. They're very prickly. Of course they are. It's quite common in Canterbury to have those prickly, you know, tinfoil plastic skates that are rough. Very common. Very common. Canterbury. Dime a dozen. Yeah. They spend much of their time on the bottom of the uh, ocean. <laughs> I'm losing my grip on the day. <laughs> so it wasn't an alien, it was a rough skate. Oh. A rough skate. Yeah, a few of those. rough one. Not <laughs> so a smooth like, one. Like a normal skate. It was a skate that had a switchblade and tattoos. It. It, it looked like a dried out fairy. It's a flat fish, isn't it? A skate. Yeah, yeah the eyes a, are pure, right? That's it's right. It's supposed to be a, a, like a, a flat shark, I think it said it, because oh. it you could see its choppers. You could see its choppers. Yeah. If you wish to see such wonders, <laughs> unless face facts, who wouldn't want to see that? You can go I to agree. our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Ian. You can see a rough skate with choppers, apparently. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? New as we enter the round, that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. We're going to go back to the sea now. Oh, Yay! No rough skates for Under the sea. A teenager suffering from an ovarian cyst was shunned by her family after ultrasound scans made the growth look like a fish, she claims. What? Show me oh. on the teddy bear where the dolphin touched you. No. <laughs> That's disgusting. Kimberly. What was that? The dolphin laugh. <laughs> <It was> a... <laughs> Leave that dolphin alone, sir. 
Very friendly, aren't they, the old dolphins? Kimberly, Robles, Besinal, 17, from a remote island in Albay in the Philippines, began experiencing stomach pains last June. Her stomach started to swell, and her family angrily accused her of having a secret lover. Gonna be your lover boy. They forced Kimberly to undergo an ultrasound scan, which appeared to show a strange creature with fish-like eyes and a mouth in her belly. In her belly. Oh, she says disgusting. the pictures, combined with a traditional Filipino folklore and the youngster's love of swimming with their underwear, <laughs> led to the family to bizarrely accuse of having sex with a fish. I don't believe that. <sighs> Is it in the Philippines where they have those fish that swim up, swim up males? No, that's genitalia. the Amazon. Oh. They've got little fish. They're barbed and they swim up your urethra. Yeah, Franklin. you get stuck. Yes, You're they yeah. hold all night parties. It's very embarrassing and they won't keep the noise yeah. down. This is true, but after a year passed and no baby had materialised, doctors checked again. Kimberly is now trying to raise money for the operation to surgically remove the cyst. I'm having a hard time breathing and my chest feels tight. I feel like someone is choking me, she said. Can't they just blast it with a laser? God! My family thought I was pregnant, but I had no boyfriend. Then... They believed I was pregnant by a mythical creature because I used to swim in the ocean without panties on. A mermaid man. <laughs> Merman! Aqua- Aquaman. Aquaman. He's going to have a lot to answer for, Ooh. isn't he? Aquaman. Dr. Fernandez, the obstetrician gynecologist who is treating Kimberly, said the scan really resembles a fish, but it's not. She has an ovarian cyst. It is impossible to have a fish inside her ovaries. I'm sure it's not. Kimberly's weight <laughs> oh, God. has also increased from 50 to 60 kilos. And medics have put Ooh. that down to the cyst. Her father, Pablo Robels, oh, said cyst. the family now accept that Kimberly was never pregnant, either from a local boy or a fish. Well, that's comforting. Despite yes. the medical evidence, Kimberly's grandmother and cousin still believe the growth in her belly is that of a mythical fish from local folklore. Kimberly's cousin, Amanda Robles said Kimberly likes swimming in the sea near her house without any knickers on. Mm. Amanda said, I always scold her for doing that, especially on her menstruation day. But she's so hard headed. <sighs> and now she's pregnant with a fish. Yeah. I feel like Poseidon would get mad if you aborted his baby. Yes, that wouldn't be good news, would no. it? No. No. I'd like to be under the sea. In an octopus's garden. Not in Philippines, though, apparently. No. If you wish to see that story for yourself in glorious Technicolor and the scans of the fish with the goggly eyes and the large mouth, you're welcome to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of s and I got some excitement. Oh, good. That's yeah. what we need. A Moroccan woman has confessed that she has killed and cooked her boyfriend and fed his remains to workers after authorities found his tooth inside her blender. Jesus oh, Murphy. it's a bit Sweeney oh, Todd, isn't it? Irish Jesus. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> she called the act a moment of insanity. Do you think? And I think it was a little, probably a little bit more than more, a moment. More like a couple yeah. of days yeah. worth. It takes yeah. a while to get a guy through a blender, yeah. in my yes. experience anyway. I wonder if it was like a ninja, because those chop up yeah, everything. Those, those <laughs> pretty good, yeah. It's Maybe she had tooth, apparently. like three or four of them. Ooh, <laughs> Perhaps yeah. you could start off with a smoothie, just to get things going. Mmm, yummy. Well... She thought it was a moment of insanity after her boyfriend of seven years told her he was going to marry another woman. 
Oh, See, totally well, justified. You know, totally. I gotta say, he had it coming. He had it coming. Mm. <laughs> yes, he did. She has reportedly been sent to a hospital for a mental health evaluation. I'm not sure why, though. Prosecutors <laughs> said that the suspect, who is in her 30s, mixed his remains into some traditional rice and meat dish and then gave it to Pakistani workers near oh. her home in the city of Alain. Authorities only learned of the slaying months later after the victim's brother discovered the man's tooth in the suspect's blender. Wouldn't you have cleared that out? Yeah, I would have gotten rid of that blender. Maybe perhaps it got wedged. I mean, if you're making a smoothie and you put fruit in there, there's always bits, isn't there, that you have to clean off the blades. Perhaps it got wedged or stuck. Yeah, maybe. Well, he reported his brother was missing to the Elaine Peace. Uh, yeah, the Elaine Peace. <laughs> the Elaine Police. <laughs> and DNA tests later confirmed that the tooth belonged to his brother. Lovely. The woman was arrested and told police he that she kicked her boyfriend out of the house, but initially denied the murder. Yeah. She later, however, confessed to the killing and then cooking him in the traditional dish called machmoose. Whatever that is. I don't know what that is. Makbus. Stay Mac-boos. away from it. If you say it three times, we get a wish and a genie yeah. appears. Oh, well, the good news is, of course, you can put the tooth under your pillow and get $10. So yeah. not, oh, not the end of the world. Do you know no. what it tasted like? Go on. Chicken. Adultery. <laughs> Roger adultery. Oh, oh, good one. Well, details of how the woman killed her boyfriend have not been revealed by authorities, but she did admit to using a blender or several blenders yes. to mince his flesh. Mm. You always bring the tone down, don't you? Why? I liked it. You liked that, did you? <laughs> Gave I me should some give ideas. You some very strange and bizarre smoothie looking points, Miss Morris, as you move up to a rather rounded and large 20. You have now found us, of course, on one of our platforms because we enter the round that is not for your mother. So thank you for being tech savvy. I'm going to search us. Why did you cut and paste the link? And tell all of your friends on your social media sites that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. And if you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can actually add people on there as well. Many people have added their friends because they want yeah. them to be aware of the show. So if you go on Facebook, you can actually add people to the MQTA site. Mm-hmm. When we were watching The Curse of Oak <gasps> Island, I somehow we had like 10, 20 people wanting to join more questions and answers just to be on the board talking awesome. with us. Awesome. I love it. This is fabulous news. One big happy recidivist family mm-hmm. makes me pleased to be alive. Of course, I love this show, but this is the round called Not For Your Mother. If your mother's in the room of a nervous disposition, if she's easily offended, if there's small children running around, then you need to get a nail gun and make sure they don't leave the kitchen. <laughs> Wow. A sex-starved old man had to be cut free after getting his penis trapped in a PVC pipe for two days. What oh, size yeah. pipe? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? A diameter, circumference, oh, length? Yes. What are you working with? Everything. I think it was about five centimeters long, this piece of pipe. That's it was a pipe not... dream. We've all had them. Oh. The 60-year-old who lives alone. Can you believe he lives alone? Shocking. In Selangor, in Malaysia, was keeping himself entertained with a piece of household equipment last Thursday. There, but the five. How can that be fun? 
How can that be fun? How can that not be fun? Well, it's just, it's not very cushy. It's sad. The There's pipe no was give. asking for it. The pipe was looking at him <laughs> in a strange way. Giving him the winky eye. Yeah. That's right. To be fair, he had taken it out to dinner in the cinema beforehand, so it wasn't like a surprise. Do you know what I'm saying? <sighs> I don't know what goes on in the mind of a strange pipe-wielding <laughs> sex maniac from Malaysia. <laughs> I kind of, Chad's yeah. our psychologist. You talk for yeah. 10 minutes. He can't work. Oh. He can't walk through a hardware store anymore. <laughs> hardware. I was wondering if they didn't have some sort of board that had different diameters drilled oh, into it, yeah. so you could find out what size you are. Do you see what I mean? I guess if you took mm. that home, you wouldn't need the pipe, would you? Do you see what I'm saying? Oh. Like a spaghetti measurer. You've got it. A spaghetti <laughs> measurer. Look, mine's big enough for four people. Oh God! I love. This show, but the five centimeter long plastic pipe became stuck on his manhood, which began to swell as his blood flow was cut off. Too embarrassed to call anyone for help, he stayed indoors for 48 hours. I bet that looked like an aubergine, like an eggplant, purple. You see those Mm -hmm. little emojis of the eggplant? Mm Mm-hmm. Looks like a stuck earthworm. Like a squash. Yeah. Like a squash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've had some odd experiences, haven't you? Swollen at the top. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. This is where he's going with it, though. But he was too embarrassed to do anything about it. He finally called the emergency services. Fireman Rusty Hanan said, "Have you ever read a Rusty Hanan? <laughs> That's what happens if you leave it out in the rain." You need some WD forty on that, sir. Mm. Eight members. Oh, that would fix the problem for him. Eight members. And officers <laughs> from the Sungai Bolao Fire and Rescue oh, Station. Oh, go on and make fun of me, Mr. Oh. Lee. Sungai Bolao <laughs> Fire and Rescue Station attended the scene where the victim was treated. You know that only one or two of them showed up to begin with, and then they called, called all their friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta, gotta see, see this. this. Quick, Bob Knievel, get down here and have a butcher's <laughs> yeah. of this. Bring the bike. God, it looks like an eggplant. <laughs> no. I was saying to take away the pain, but keep the swelling. We attended as soon as we received the report at 8.05 p.m. The victim was said hospitalized after failing on his own to remove the PVC pipe that was stuck on his penis. There, make a wish. (laughs) Quick. There. I wouldn't call him a victim. (laughs) A willing victim. Stop pulling it. It took us only five minutes to remove the PVC pipe with cutting equipment using a special (gasps) air rescue ring cutter and water for (laughs) lubrication. (laughs) His condition is said to be stable. I wouldn't let him loose in a stable. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't say his condition is solid. Oh, (laughs) stable. Uh, Fire station. (laughs) The pipe declined to comment. Uh, Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Well, something fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's more Uh, fun than five centimeters of PVC pipe. Ooh. Getting hitched to your sister. Getting hitched to your sister. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more awkward than seeing someone you really don't want to see on Tinder. Have to admit, never been on it, ever. I don't know anything about it. Might have to go now, I guess. Whether it's an ex, a work colleague, or just someone you didn't want to know you were using the dating site, there's nothing you can do except swipe left 
and pretend it never happened. So we must remember, if you swipe left, you don't accept them. Whatever that means. Okay. Okay. Swipe left. Left. No, like you're getting rid of them. Left. Yes, left being the devil. The devil sits on your left shoulder. Sinistra. Yeah. Sinister, the Greek for left. Get rid of him. Yeah. Well, one teen found himself in an even worse position when browsing through potential dates. I'm not thinking Tinder is actually for dates like you want to go chew some gum and shoot air hockey. No, it's for hooking up, isn't it? I was thinking, well, he actually came across his sister. (gasps) And he lived in Iowa, so he went for it anyway. She adopted. It was was acceptable there. (laughs) Well, understandably, he was a bit freaked out by the whole thing, but decided to swipe right anyway. Oh, Oh, yeah, he did. If the worst thing that's happened in that man's life is to see his sister on a dating app, wow. No, he didn't just see her. Oh, he saw her. He he saw her on the dating app, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I want a piece of that, and he accepted, and he swiped right. Yeah. But he didn't realize that at that moment he was his sister. No, he knew, yeah. and but he, he swiped for, right. But he went for it anyway. And he swiped right. She did the same, because apparently what happens, and all y'all out there can correct me, when you're on Tinder and you're swiping and swiping and swiping and you see someone you like, then you swipe right. Then it lets them know that you swiped right and they can decide whether they want to swipe right or whatever. And that's how you match yourself up. God, oh. do you remember when you used to go to the bowling alley and go up to a woman and say, do you want a drink? Do you remember such wonders? I think that's fabulous. Yes. I like the old I like, stuff. I like that. I like that too. Well, we need to be hanging out in a bowling alley then, don't we? Yeah. I think we Getting should a have an MQTA bowling night out would be amazing. So you can contract a, a foot fungus. I'm uh, bad at There's bowling. a fungus among yeah, us. Terrible. We could play the arcade machines and make sure there's pizza grease on all the joysticks. I'm a pinball wizard. <laughs> and there's always grease on your joystick. <gasps> yes. Well, I don't want to get it stuck in a pipe, do I? <laughs> <laughs> See, there's a method behind the madness, Morris. (laughs) Well, his sister did the same. She actually swiped right as well when she saw her brother. By the way, what? What are you talking about? I'm still on pizza and sausage parties. What? Meat feast. Will there be dirt? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Dirt sausage. Well, this whole thing meant that they ended up matching each other. Oh, they say marrying. And their conversation is as awkward as you would expect. Horrified Weston shared screen grabs of their conversation on Twitter, writing, What the F, sister? Just matched with my sister on Tinder. Someone execute me. I want the electric chair. After they match, he messages her, saying, What the F, sissy? She then replies, What the flip are you doing on here? You aren't 18 plus, duh. Well, he was like 10. He then replies, you swiped right on me, to which she points out, you did it first, sicko. And then he says, this is so gross. I'm calling mom with a sick face emoji because Mm. everybody talks in emojis and hieroglyphs and all that fun crap anymore. The cold winter evenings are flying by in that household. The sister then jokes, I already called her. Have fun in juvie. Yeah. That's your story, is it? Yeah. Juvie. Yeah. And brother and sister on a sex app. Woohoo! 
<laughs> hey there, mister. You better watch your sister. You can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee for the story in full. Miss Corrie, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, these days there are all kinds of Christmas tree decorations on the market. We've already told you about Primark's Harry Potter ornaments and baubles filled with gin. Ding dong, mm, merrily on high. Yes. Now we've learned that you can buy vagina decorations. Lovely. Oh, they can Lovely. match my nipple wreaths. Yes. Right. Those were hilarious. La 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 la. La la la. Aptly named vaginaments, the cheeky bobbles are available <laughs> on Etsy and a store called Felt Melons. Lovely. What yeah. what melons? Felt. Oh, I thought you said vault melons. No, belt. Be- <laughs> that sounds like a Harry it's Potter character. my Minnesota accent. Uh. Each festive vulva is handcrafted from felt, and they come in a range of colors and sizes to match any tree's theme. For an extra splash of holiday cheer... Hang on, I'm giving you a splash of holiday cheer. Yeah. Stand back. Mm. Are they flocked? They can be. Wow. I'd like to flock your... <laughs> My wallpaper. <laughs> Vaginament. <laughs> that word comes from the Latin word flocus, which means to be lightly haired. Oh, I thought mm. it meant to be spanked. Look at the flocus on your arms. I want to be flocked. Do you? You want to be light, lightly haired, do you? <laughs> Who knew that my love of Latin would be useful on a story about Christmas vagina ornaments? Yes. For an extra splash of holiday cheer, you'll find a teeny silver bell nestled in the middle. Like a little budgie's tongue. Yes. A budgie's <laughs> tongue. la longra da parakeet. For all of our French listeners out there. Oh my god, are you playing up to our new listeners? Yes, Yes. I'm telling jokes in French as we live and breathe. Uh, The only thing I know is French toast. That's it, eggy bread. (laughs) 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 I know French kissing, if that helps. I'm also aware of Belgium kissing, which is like French kissing. Uh, with more phlegm in it. <laughs> Gross! Oh. <laughs> you know I Similar to Dutch kissing. I love <laughs> this show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Belgium kissing is like French kissing, but there's more phlegm involved. Oh, Flemish. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what happened there? Yeah, you thought, quality thought it through there. Entertainment. <laughs> yes. Some are decorated with snowflakes, while others have fun, fluffy edging. Nice. Mm -hmm. But they're subtle enough to go unnoticed until you look closely. Felt Melons is the brainchild of Suzanne McNeenan, who lives in Ontario, Canada. In her page description, she explains that the ornaments came about after she decided to make her children's preschool teachers woodland animal ornaments for Christmas. That's what I think about. Yeah. (laughs) When I want to make my teacher's ornaments. (laughs) Woodland ornaments or vaginas? (laughs) (laughs) Let's make some felted pie. Mm. Lovely. Yes. She writes, I thought nothing of whipping up a few animal ornaments. Well, turns out I'm not so much an animal ornament maker. Felt penis ornaments happened while I was watching a Liam Neeson movie. What? <laughs> what film was he in? <laughs> Taken. 
Nice. <laughs> a very special set of skills. That's a joy. <laughs> I will find you. No, yeah. not. I will kill you. <laughs> And then I'll use your parts for Christmas ornamentation. Because I'm jolly. I have a friend whom I didn't want to feel left out. Fancy popping a vagina mint on your tree? They cost about 17 pounds to 20 pounds. What? It's a lot of work in one of those babies. Mine doesn't even cost that much. Wow. 30 bucks. Give that away for free. There you go. (laughs) We know several bars in town where that can happen. Yes. To be honest, we think they'll look perfect next to those gin baubles. Wow. Mm -hmm. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Put the patients on the trolley. I shall give you points, Michelle, as we enter the last story of the night. The last story. With Miss Heather Morris. What have you got for me to round off the show tonight in the round? This story is with me. Very good face. I feel it. Mm. Mm. Prisoner caught with phone up his bum. Claimed that he didn't know nothing about it. I know nothing. (laughs) Did he not think that felt awkward? It could happen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're going to laugh, officer, but I got locked out of my house. (laughs) And as I was climbing through the window, my trousers fell down. And it just fell in. And then I slipped on the kitchen surfaces, climbing through. You'll laugh when I tell you this. You will laugh. Isn't that how you answer your phone? Well, only if I butt-dialed you. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing. Nothing. Well, the four-inch mobile was discovered up Dylan Martin's bum after prison (laughs) officials picked up a signal and searched his cell. Picked up a signal. Or his... Poor old Dylan Martin. His whole... His holiness. (laughs) The leg... Who was caught with a phone up his rear and claimed the blower didn't belong to him. It's not mine. I've never seen it before. It's just not mine, man. It's always been there. Yeah. (laughs) I was born with it, man. Yeah, my sister's got one. (laughs) It started off as a pager. (laughs) No, it started off with a big, long, curly cord that came out. In a bag. That's right. Anyone under the age of 30 will have no idea no, what nope, we're talking about. Nope. Well, what ended up happening was they found it in his bum after sus- suspicious screws picked up a signal and searched his bum. Despite <gasps> looking shocked and adamantly telling the guards the device had nothing to do with him, I know nothing. <laughs> Martin had an extra half a year tack to the end of his sentence. His excuse crumbled after guards discovered the SIM card inside the phone had his family and friends as contacts on it. When guards searched, he owned up to having the Samsung phone but insisted it was still not his. Defense barrister Vita Sempe said he'd made good progress while in prison and going on several rehabilitation courses and was gearing up for his release in 2019 in april but judge ian pringle yep i said pringle Mm. said you know full well that this was not permitted it is the scourge on our prison having a phone up your bottom is the scourge of the prison up and down the country the possession of a mobile phone you he's lucky he didn't have his laptop you <laughs> bum ringer, bum ringer, <laughs> deserve punishment. 
seems a little draconian. <laughs> Alas, poor Yurik. I knew him, Horatio. I know nothing. If you're all alone, pick up the phone. No, don't do it. <laughs> and call. Let it go to voicemail. Let the Verizon ring. <laughs> Does it come out your bum hole when it rings? Well, sure. Where come out it? your hole. Nether region. Do you set it on vibrate? What do you do? I have no idea what goes on in prison. How do you answer it? How would you answer it? You'd get your friend to answer it. Do you go to the bathroom? Hang on, your grandmother's coming through. Any of my prison buddies out there, could you just drop us a line and let us know how this works? Or or better (laughs) still, give her a call. Hey! Uh, Don't you remember the old shows? Where they used to have, what is it, tin fillings or metal fillings where you could actually pick up radio stations yes. in your mm-hmm. fillings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had a friend who had a reconstructed knee and on a wet day with the wind in the right direction, he could pick up Radio 4. We got the shipping forecast. Oh, bull. He's walking down the street and he's going, Dogger Bank, northeasterly. Yo, bull. knots. You're full of bull. Cromarty, southeasterly, <laughs> six knots. As he's walking down the road. I, I don't believe you. you. What's the shipping forecast coming out of his knee? Like a barometer, it was. <laughs> You're a ridiculous man. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batteries. Myself, I never got off the score of 12. I'm winning a trip to Colombo to hang out with a group of agitated teenagers. <laughs> Did you say a trip to Colombo? Yeah. Yes, it's the capital of Colombia. Is that Bogota? I can't remember. Where's Colombo then? That's Sri Lanka, isn't it? That's a TV show. Yes, yeah. I'm going to Sri Lanka and Colombia, apparently, with a group of <laughs> agitated teenagers. Mm, just one more thing. And a cup of hot chocolate, but I'm not allowed out in public with them. Mm. Anything you'd like to add to that? That's our fourth place prize tonight. That's well, quite a decent prize, isn't pretty it? Pretty good prize. I'm going to Sri Lanka and Colombia. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Such wonders in third place. We have Chad, who scored oh, Chad. 14. Wow. He gets a monkey skull in Mongolia and a suit with eyeballs in it. Don't look, Mary. That's it's his disgusting. third place. I'll have to put those in my blender. Prize. Yes. In second place is Heather Morris, who scored I never get first. 20 oh. points. You were first last week, if you were paying attention. <laughs> no. She gets a roofie and a night with Aquaman. Oh, oh really? I want that one. Thank you. In our first place, resplendent winner of the $33,000 IR camera, scoring 21 points, Woo! is Michelle. She gets a mysterious-looking smoothie and 10 bucks from the Tooth Fairy. I, I like mine better. Uh, yeah, Michelle. Heather actually won. <laughs> I'm sure you can swap in the car park. Mm. Do not half fear, listener. Roofie. Remember, half a roofie. <laughs> She's got one eye open. I only remember half of it. If it's Aquaman, I want to remember some of it. <laughs> wow. I feel like we're learning a lot about everyone this evening. Yes. It went by quick today, didn't it? It went yes. by quick. Very. Unbelievable. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week. At the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee 
underscore tips. Remember, you can now jump over to soundcloud.com and listen to an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth that we can't read out on the Dark Matter Digital Network. You've been listening to more questions than answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. We are the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Shaton Drainer, Chad Peters, Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at IntParanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. Don't forget to join us on Tuesday at 8pm Central Time on Facebook to watch The Curse of Oak Island together. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.